We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Since this show started, we have been scrounging up old Brian Jones teammates (laughs) for the last two and a half plus years. And the one we have on the line right now actually has a real job, <laughs> unlike many of the others that we've found, and that is Luke Fickle, Cincinnati head football coach. Luke, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, Paul Green. Former teammates, I, I, I kind of had to play to actually be a teammate. But, uh, <laughs> you were a teammate, I mean, man. Many opportunities. <laughs> hey, we, we could question whether or not we were playing either. With those bad teams, I was on there in New Orleans, man. <laughs> so uh, you, you, you were you were a teammate. Come on, you were there, baby. Uh, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> you probably don't want to clam them, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we, 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 were, we played some horrible football, and ho- hopefully uh, your Bearcats will do better than that 4-8 and eight record they had last year. That's the uh, that's the expectation, and and uh, that's the way we've been working at it. So um, I know we got a different attitude, different mentality, and uh, you know it's an exciting time. Why was this the right job for you, Luke? Well, several reasons. It was in timing for me and my family was uh, was right, but then obviously the proximity to uh, to what I know and the, the places I know for as far as recruiting and where I grew up, um, I think gives it. Uh, and then a team with the past, a team with the future. And I really believe you can not only just have success here like some guys have done, but you can sustain success here because of, you know, the, the recruiting base and, and what you have an opportunity within your 50 miles or even 300-mile radius. The experience that you had as an interim head coach at Ohio State to what you're doing now, is there anything that you can take from that that you can apply here? Were the circumstances so incredibly different that there's really – not a lot you can take from that. No, there's an incredible amount. I mean, yes, the circumstances were different, but you know, it's still. I mean, this is a this is an ADD world, and you got to win now, and you got to do things right now. So, whether it was a one year or seven month interim, um, still the uh, the pressures and the things of what you had to do to be successful uh, were there. And then, I mean, you you can't. I got a I got about an eight year experience of being a head coach in, inside of seven or eight months. Just with things to, uh, you know, do at preparing a program and a team and, and how you handle a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. You you took over once Coach Russell was out and 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 uh, had to steer that ship. So uh, when you look at this roster, what's the most glaring issue, uh, if you will, for your Bearcats? I think it starts with depth. You know, I really do believe that. I mean, the development of young guys. Uh, you know, you've got a, a core of guys that you can go out there and say, hey, you're 22. Uh, you got a good chance, you know, I mean, guys that stay healthy and, and do things the way you want them to do it. But, you know, w- once you get past that, I think development is, is so critical. And, uh, you know, some people overlook that. They think that, hey, well, hey, they got they got two All-Americans and they got three All-League players. Yeah, but what do they have, you know, to being developed in, in behind those things? Because, you know, as you go through a season, man, it takes a lot more. It's, it's not going to be 22. I mean, how good are you going to be on special teams with those guys that are developing? So, 
you know, I think, you know, up front is going to be a key. And then the development of our guys, the young guys that can go in there and play for us. G. Owen Jones, Luke Fickle, who is now the Cincinnati Bearcats head football coach. I saw that you keep in your wallet a prediction from one magazine that has you sixth, finishing sixth in the East Division of the AAC, which is last. And you use that as as motivation. Do you think that is the best motivator for you and the players, the everybody's against us, nobody believes in you narrative? I know it is for me. And every kid we have is a bit different. Um, if they were all motivated like me, it'd be, it'd be great. But, uh, you know, there's some that some that like a little more positives. But, uh, no, I know I know this, and, and I'm the leader of the ship. And to be every single day where you got to get these guys going and you got to motivate, whether it's your players or your coaches, um, to me the most important thing is that I got the motivation. And to have that not just in my wallet but on my desk and in my car is, is something that reminds me. And, you know, again, since I was a kid, that's the way I was motivated. Tell me I can't do something, and, and that's the first thing I want to go do. So, uh, you know, be the leader of it. I think the number one most important thing is that I'm motivated more than anybody. Luke, when did you get the coaching bug? Did you know at a very young age or after your, your college career and, and uh, that, that you wanted to get into coaching? No, not really. I never, never, until football was taken away. And to be honest with you, it was sitting kind of in New Orleans, you know, working out with you sometimes. But no, <laughs> um, no, really, it just it was that. It was yeah. it was seeing how what an impact your coaches had on you your whole life, whether it was you know junior high, high school, college, and then to take it to that next level and just not, you know, it it, it changed. And and I thought that my goodness, what what an impact those guys had on me. And I know the NFL was a different; it was a business, but I think it really opened my eyes. Um, to what those guys had done for me my entire life. And, and literally sitting there in, in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, <laughs> when we were in camp, when, things, when, I, when I got hurt, I started thinking, oh, my goodness, like, I'm going to have to start thinking about a future. And mm-hmm. I don't think going to, going to med school, like I had originally said, was what I wanted to do. You mentioned before that we live in an ADD world and it was in reference to things have to happen now when it comes to winning. But I also think that there's a lot of players now that are just everything happens at a snap of a finger. How can you, with that many players as a college football head coach, get a message that resonates with almost everybody? How do you go about doing that? Well, you can't do it by yourself. I think you got to have the right people around you. And I think that's really, really, really important. And, you know, to be completely aligned in what you're doing and the guys around you believe in it, you know, because it's still about 18 to 22-year-olds. And we want to push them and we want to drive them. But if they don't trust us and they don't believe that this is the right place, even though we're working them hard, you know, that's when those guys, you know, you're right. They all of a sudden, they don't, they don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And that's where you see all these guys transferring and leaving. And, you know, I mean, heck, they've been the best player probably since the time they're about 7, 8, 9, 10 years old. And now they walk into a place where they're being asked to do some things and, you know, some new people. And, and that's what's tough here, you know, because they've, they've had, you know, a bunch of different coaches in the last few years. So, um, yes, it's, it's making, to me, total alignment from the, from the uh, entire coaching staff. And I think that's, to me, what gives us an opportunity. Luke, you mentioned something. These guys, they're getting pressed. Unlike when we were coming up, you get pressed at such a young age now. I mean, some of these cats are being recruited when they're in junior high. So you get them on campus. Back in the day, the de-recruiting would take place. It was the upperclassmen that did that. Is is that still the, the same deal where the upperclassmen have to do that and then not so much the coaches? No, I don't think so. I mean, to be honest with you, this we we're going to make the program so darn tough that uh, those guys have really got to bond and stick together. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that, uh, you know, the D recruiting side of things, yes, recruiting is this, but it depends on how you recruit them. Mm -hmm. And I know we didn't recruit a lot of these kids here because, you know, we just walked in the door and we've got what we've got. But, you know, in the recruiting process, to me, it comes down to, hey, what is your philosophy? I'm, I tell them right now, if they're coming here to have a 42-year-old best friend, they're coming to the wrong place. You know, and if they're looking for a guy to be an extension, to push them, to drive them, to sometimes think that I'm completely out of my mind, um, but know we care, then, then, then they're in the right place. So I think it has a lot to do with how you bring them in and what their expectations are. Gio and Jones with Luke Fickle on CBS Sports Radio. Will you be wearing an Ohio State T-shirt underneath your Bearcats windbreaker when you go to Michigan on September 9th? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I do tell them I don't coach this, though. I pay my alumni dues, so you know, I, I, still get, I still get to throw out those things that everybody else does. But I think I'll be quite a bit busy and uh, not, have a, not have nearly as much of an eye on it. But uh, – I always pull for him. Yeah, I was like, wow, man. Dude gets a new head coaching job. He can't get away from his rival, Michigan. Second game of the season. <laughs> of course, you're not overlooking Austin P. But, uh, wow. I mean, there they are. Did you notice that as soon as you took the job? <laughs> I can be honest with you. I don't know that I knew that until I got there to the, uh, to the announcement of the job. So, <laughs> I'd say I did some homework, but I might not have done the homework on the future schedule. <laughs> um, not that it would have changed my mind of any reason, but uh, – Maybe that was also something that gave me a little leg in there. They thought, uh, hey, if anything, he knows these guys better than anybody. So it's just exciting. I read that when you had a little bit of downtime, you took your family to the Outer Banks in North Carolina, mm. and you drove, you started driving at 11 o'clock at night all the way through to 11 in the morning. Did you do all the driving yourself on that trip? Oh, yeah. <sighs> You're a yeah. maniac. When you got six kids, the more they're up, the... <laughs> The more crazy it is. So there, there are some there are some things you got to do with uh, two year olds in a car seat and, and whatever's best is uh, is not always seem sane or normal. So it's a respite for you to go to work, right? Oh, darn! I needed a vacation from my vacation when I got there. Do you do you ever let your wife drive or what? <laughs> yeah, there there could be sometimes, but. Uh, See, I don't. I, do don't. Well. I can't stand her when she drives. I don't do real drives. well as a passenger, so unless, uh, <laughs> unless I'm falling asleep or, or it's too late at night for something else, then otherwise I'm going to be driving. So so the team bus, you're going to drive that? <laughs> you know, honestly, God, on the way back here to higher ground, last night I was looking at my phone as we were right on the bus, and I'm like, my goodness, I wish I could drive, but I think <laughs> you told me that you, you can't do that. So. <laughs> you are nuts, man. <laughs> Luke, uh, Nippert Stadium is pretty cool because it's on campus and the fans could be right on top of you. And when that place is, is full, uh, it can be something else. Have, have you thought about the home field advantage and, and how to build it and to make sure that, that everybody's there and, and to make that intimidating place? Well, we've really, really, really tried to embrace the community. And I know they have in the past. Um, but really just trying to get back to embracing the community. I, I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm you know, maybe too honest at times. I haven't ever played in Nippert. Hmm. So I'm incredibly excited about Austin P. And, and I've heard so much about, you know, the, the atmosphere and the things in there. And that's one of the big reasons why even our spring game, I said, no, we're playing in the stadium. That's why last Saturday we went, this, just two days ago, we went back and had our scrimmage in the stadium because I want to get a feel for being in there. I want those guys to get a feel for being in there. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be a big deal for us to, you know, to be able to put an atmosphere in there that 
our kids are, are you know, not just the home field advantage, but excited about too. Luke, how do you navigate the new rules now in, in coaching as far as the padded practice and things of that nature? How can you still build a tough-minded football team when you're limited in those areas? Uh, again, it, it, so much of that is developed in the off season, and that's what I, you know, that's what uh, you know was one of the biggest things that you had to do. I mean, I had brought in uh, a strength coach guy that you know had the same philosophy as me. Because you're right, you are limited in a lot of those things. But where your, to me, where your culture is developed is in that weight room. And I think we've, we had a little construction and a little situation here that, that really kind of is going to benefit us big time. We had, to, we had to throw our weight room inside the, our bubble out there and, uh, uh, on our practice field. And so all summer, we kept the, the uh, doctors and stuff kept coming and say, hey man, it's it's too hot out there. We can't really work out out there. And we got to be careful and. You know, that goofy old-minded wrestler that I am, I'm like, what's wrong with it being 100 and some degrees in, <laughs> in there and working out? So right. I, I think those kinds of things um, really help develop the, the, the mindset and the toughness, you know, because you know how it is. It's, the mental toughness is what you got to develop more than anything. Yeah. The, the physical toughness of this game, if you don't see it on film, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to bite as a pup, they're going to bite. And, you know, so to me, 90% of it is developing that mental toughness to what it is that we're doing. And, and a lot of that can be done in the offseason. Hey, Luke, thanks for the time this morning. Best of luck this year. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.